This podcast is brought to you by Orange Cattle. Orange Cattle is a creative digital marketing agency specializing in modern web design, social media, paid marketing, and all things branding. Creatively start to expand your business today at orangecattle.com. A pivot is crucial to the success of any plan. Unexpected events or circumstances arise on everyone's journey. This seems to be especially true for entrepreneurs. Things rarely go completely as planned. I'm Tad Kelsey and on The Pivot, I'll chat with entrepreneurs about what they do and how they got there. On episode four of The Pivot, we're joined by John Israel. John is the founder of MrThankYou.com, which came about after a year-long experiment that involved writing five thank you notes a day for a year. His goal? To start a movement of gratitude around the world. Well, John, thanks for joining The Pivot today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and where did you grow up? Yeah, so I'm a, um, I live in Dallas, Texas now, but I am uh, originally from San Diego, California, and that's where I was born and raised until I was 18. And uh, then I moved off to college at uh, Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington, where I spent the next four years and um, then kind of flittered around the central coast of California for about a decade. And uh, yeah, my wife and I just uh, planted ourselves in Texas about two years ago. So uh, what you've recently become known for is um, com and your experiment to write thank you notes, uh, five of them a day for 365 days, and then wrote a book about it and have recently done a TED Talk. But um, you actually still uh, have your career. And could you just talk about what you do and you know what you've done for a career until coming up with your experiment yeah so um by trade um, i am a gratitude salesman which is an actual thing so um that's that's kind of the phrase that i coined but i'm in the corporate gifting world so specifically what that looks like is i work with companies and businesses that when it comes time to for them to appreciate their favorite clients their employees their referral partners uh, I come in and I consult and help them pick out the right gifts and help set the right timing of when they send them out to their clients. And I've been doing that uh, for the Cutco Closing Gifts Company for about 16 years now. Actually, a couple days ago was my 16-year anniversary with the company. And prior to that, were you in the same sales industry? Yes. I mean, I basically worked for the same company since I was 19 years old. So um, I had no desire to be a salesperson. My uh, <laughs> Uh, or marketing or business, my my degree is kinesiology. So I wanted to be a chiropractor or physical therapist or somehow work with the human body. And I basically got this summer job selling Cutco knives um, to, to pay for school. And it was a commission paid job. And funny enough, I actually excelled at it and, you know, made a lot of money my first summer. And it was a cool gig where I could work in the summers and then leave and go to college for nine months and not work at all. And I just did that every summer and I kept coming back and doing it. And uh, ultimately I was graduating college and, and uh, they had some career opportunities and I had done well and I had some options open to me. And instead of spending another hundred thousand dollars on my education (laughs) to get my PhD or to get my, my doctor of chiropractic, I decided to stick it out with sales and marketing and I've done really well with them. So um, you worked for the company you've been working for, for a while before, coming up with this experiment, what, what was the genesis for Mr. Thank You? Can you describe that moment that, you know, you knew this is what you wanted to do? 
it started because I was, uh, you know, essentially I was trying to quit my job about uh, 10 years ago. And I was in a um, space where I wanted to move on to something different. And I went to this personal development seminar. And there was a lot of great ideas and, and things that were shared and, and that I learned. But the biggest lesson that really had an impact on me was that uh, this idea that in every life experience, there is a gift and your job is to find it. That was very timely for me because I've always kind of had to hustle in my life. Um, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Uh, my parents sent me to private school, not because they had a lot of money, but because they valued education very highly. So I was this kind of broke kid with all these rich kids uh, in just a world I just didn't feel like I fit in. And I still try to keep up with them and go to a good university. And unfortunately, I was stuck with the bill myself. So um, I kind of just constantly had to work. And I just felt like I had to work harder than everybody else that I knew who was kind of given, ha had things handed to them. So it was the first time in my life when I was at that seminar that, you know, I used to have regrets and anger around my life experiences of, of not having a lot of money and growing up struggling a lot. And it was finally in that moment at that seminar that I, I saw, wow, there was so much value and there's so many gifts that I now benefit from because I had to go through that. You know, I am so much more self-reliant as a 23-year-old than, than most of my friends. You know, I was already making six figures at that time in my sales job when most of my friends were still looking for their first job out of school. And so it was, for me, I just suddenly saw, okay, this was important, this needed to happen. And I decided to call my parents and I just, I thanked them for the first time in my life for everything that they did for me. And it, it was very powerful. And then after that, I started calling all these other people in my life that influenced me at that time, so like old coaches and teachers. And I just expressed a lot of love and gratitude with these people. And what was really remarkable was every time I had a conversation, that experience of gratitude just grew and grew. And by the end of this day, after that seminar, I was literally on such a high of joy and gratitude that I remember telling myself, if I could find a way to live like this and feel like this every day, I could die happy. And so that was way back. That was about uh, 10 or 12 years ago. And that experience just kind of planted a seed in my head of this idea that I, I want, I loved this concept of being and feeling grateful and finding the gifts in, in life experiences. And so, you know, fast forward to, you know, I wound up not leaving the company. I wound up actually excelling and becoming more successful with them. And uh, ultimately, I worked myself into a position in our corporate gifting side of the company where we, you know, we sell gifts to businesses, kind of like I already, already spoke about. Um, and so I was essentially a gratitude salesman and I was doing great. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of funny because my life had changed drastically. I was now married. I had two kids. Um, and my wife had recently left her job to become a stay-at-home mom. And I was suddenly this sole provider. And I felt a lot of pressure to perform at a high level. And it was kind of funny because I was so focused on like hustling and working and, and just making things happen that I, I, wa I wasn't grateful. I would almost even say I was too busy to be grateful because I had to work like 60, 70 hour weeks. And I just thought, okay, well, that's really inconsistent. How can I be this guy who says he's all about gratitude and, and helping my clients experience gratitude, express gratitude and love on their favorite clients when I'm not even embodying that myself? So I thought, okay, how can I find a way to do this? How can I find a way to embody gratitude 
to be consistent with my brand, to be consistent with this message that I share with customers that there's value and good in expressing gratitude. And so I thought about it and, and the idea of thank you cards stuck in my head because I love habits. I love to find a habit that I can do day in, day out, no matter where I am. I travel a lot. And so I thought, you know, what if I committed to writing some amount of thank you cards every day for a year? You know, how might that impact my life? Because I had this experience years ago of expressing gratitude and having it impacting me. So I thought, you know, maybe a simpler form of doing that is just writing a thank you card to somebody. So I decided on five every day for a year. And I started the project on October 10th of 2016. And it ran for 365 consecutive days and, and ended on October 9th of 2017. So that's kind of how the whole project began. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. I think like no matter what your worldview is, whether you think there's a God or a higher power or a, you, you have kind of more of a naturalist worldview, I think like you have to admit that from point A to point B, so many variables rely upon other people and other people have to be involved in either your successes or just getting from point A to P point B. And I think really uh, being grateful is, is so important. It, just the acknowledgement of the other people in your life, your friends, your family, um, your community. And, and that just like encourages so much generosity. And it's so like life-giving and refreshing to be around grateful people, you know? It's like you could be um, you could be just really like self-focused and being selfish for a, for a time or a season. And then just getting around people who are grateful really just increase your own generosity, your own gratefulness. And I, I think uh, I'm, I'm really you know, thankful for uh, people like you and in this project that you took on. So what did you think the thank you note experiment would turn into? I mean, was it just kind of for yourself and for, for your own like personal curiosity? Yeah, that's a great question. So there, there were two parts to it. Um, one was kind of a bigger global vision, and then one was really just for me. And um, I had this concept that really stuck in my head when I was in college about like one degree or like 1%. How that looked like I was in a biology class and this professor was talking about, you know, his question was like, you know, do you know how much energy it would take to increase the temperature of all the bodies of water? every ocean on the planet, every lake, you know how much energy it would take to elevate that by one degree temperature difference, you know, Celsius or Fahrenheit. And he gave us the number and it was some astronomical number. And, and, you know, it's kind of this like, well, what could have such a cause and such an impact? And he was going into a conversation about global warming and collective neglect, you know, really how what happens to the world when we just don't pay attention to how what we do really matters. And that concept really stuck with me of like being able to impact something so big, like the world, by one degree. And in this process of kind of building my vision for my company, my business, I had this tagline that, you know, I was committed to elevating the level of gratitude on the planet by 1%. And that's effectively 74 million people on the planet. That's what 1% of the U.S., the world population is. And so I had that as an idea of like, wow, that'd be so great to have that level of impact. I, at the same time, I recalled the story from a friend who was talking to, it's this uh, parable of a, a Buddhist monk and this guy who wanted to change the world. And he said, you know, there's this guy who wanted to change the world and he set out to try and do it. And then he found the world was too big and he couldn't do it. So he stepped back and decided, well, you know what, maybe I can get involved in politics and affect my country. And he tried to do that and he still found that he couldn't do it. And then he decided, well, what about my city? You know, I know people in my city. I can affect change in my city. And he still found that he couldn't do that. 
And he thought about his family and he's like, well, my family, I see them every day. I can change my family. And as many of us learn, you can't exactly change your family. They kind of are who they are. And much later in his life, he realized that the only thing he really had control over changing was himself. And in effect, by changing himself, he could affect change in his family. And they could have an impact on the city, and that could have an impact on the country. And ultimately, that's how he would impact and change the world. So I heard this story, and it really struck me, and I considered it like it was true. And I thought, well, if that's the case, and I'm this guy who says he's committed to elevating gratitude on the planet, I really have to start with myself. So I kind of had this big vision out there, like that we were, we were going to do something big, but I really needed to make sure that I was honoring it and embodying it myself. So I kind of gave up like, okay, I don't know how this is going to impact everyone else, but I'm just going to focus on me. And so specifically, I put rules in place for the project. It really was a social experiment on myself. Um, So a couple of the rules were, number one, I had to write five cards every day before I went to bed. Uh, So the cards had to be handwritten. I couldn't type them. I couldn't text message. I couldn't call somebody. Had to be handwritten. I had to do five before I went to bed, meaning uh, every day I woke up, it reset at zero. So that means I couldn't write 35 cards on Sunday. And I wanted to do that because if I was looking for, because number one, if I had to write 35 cards every Sunday, my wife would get super pissed and annoyed at me. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, five every day, that's going to keep me accountable. And, uh, and two, I, I wanted something that would actually impact my level of gratitude every day, like really to make it a habit in my life that would, that would positively affect me. And um, the next rule was I could write a max of three cards per person, uh, meaning I couldn't write, you know, 75 to my mom or my wife or, or anyone that I have regular contact with because they would kind of lose its luster. I wanted to challenge myself to see if I could notice gratitude in other people and see and make myself aware and be present to what I can appreciate about somebody. And then the last rule was if I missed a single day or for every day that I missed, I would donate $1,000 to charity. And that one was really the kicker. And the funny thing is I, I had a coach that I was working with at the time, and, and he asked me at the beginning of the challenge, well, like, you know, what's going to happen if you miss a day? And I was like, oh, I'm going to donate $100 to charity. <laughs> and I was like, I'll proud of that. And he said, add a zero. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean add a zero? And he's like, well, think about it this way you know, how likely is it throughout this year that you're probably going to donate $100 or a couple hundred dollars to some charity? I was like, well, yeah, I'll definitely do that. He's like, well, then you're basically setting yourself up for failure because you know you're going to do it and you're going to give yourself an out to miss a couple of days. So he's like, if you're really committed to making this happen or really committed to doing this, if you had to donate $1,000 for every day that you missed, how many days would you miss? And I was like, none. He's like, all right, then add a zero. (laughs) So that's what I committed to doing. And so that that just held me at a really high level of accountability to make sure I followed through. And it just kind of made it for a really interesting year. So every day was unique. You know, a lot of things happen. You, you kind of have to become a good finder. You have to look for people you want to acknowledge and appreciate. And there's a lot of creativity in who I wrote cards to. I mean, anything from, you know, the pilots on my planes, my flight attendants, servers at restaurants, managers of restaurants, owners of companies. I sent them to the owners of Apple and, and Google and uh, Whole Foods. And it's funny, actually, how many of them actually replied back to me. Like they said, like I sent one to Obama. He literally sent me a thank you letter back. Wow. It's crazy. Um, and it was really surprising to see how much just doing this 
thing started to impact other people. And that those are obviously kind of bigger, you know, famous people. But even just everyday people is really remarkable to see how it's impacting them and ultimately how that was reflecting back into my life. So when did the book enter the picture? I mean, I gather that's probably kind of unexpected about, you know, six months, a year later that you would write a book. But when did you decide to write this book? Well, so this is actually my second book. So, I mean, in general, like I actually enjoy writing. So I was keeping track of a lot of the stuff I would share certain stories and examples on Facebook, kind of in blog form. And I was just getting so much feedback from people that I was like, okay, this is a story that matters. Let me hang on to this. And then, you know, towards the end of the project, I just had so many crazy stories of things that happened that were just, I mean, number one, life changing for me, but just two, really, really impactful for other people when they would just hear about it, that I felt it was, you know, I can't, I can only be on so many podcasts, that I can only speak at so many conferences that, you know, I just felt the book was really necessary for anyone and everyone who has access to Amazon um, can be able to hear the stories. So how have you marketed this, you know, your experiment, your website? Um, what has been the most effective or impactful marketing that has helped your brand and, and message spread? A lot of it has been, you know, surprisingly word of mouth. And also there's a big digital component. So I'll kind of share how they both work together. Um, also, I do speak a lot at conferences, on entrepreneurial conferences, business conferences. And I speak on like relationship building and client retention. And it's very consistent with my brand as the gratitude guy. You know, it, it helps to build a relationship to give a good gift to somebody. So it's a very consistent message. So I started sharing some of the stories of like, you know, hey, there's this great other thing that I'm also doing called the Mr. Thank You Project. I've been writing five cards every day. And man, here's just some of the crazy things that have happened. And some of those stories were just so sticky with people that they just started talking about it. And this, uh, I spoke at a conference, funny enough, about three months into the project, and someone there knew a girl who was a, a head editor at Pop Sugar Magazine. It's like an online mm -hmm. magazine blog. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's mostly for women, but I had never heard of it. And uh, he told her about me, and, and she reached out and said, hey, I'd love to interview you. So we did an interview, and share with her about the story and what I was doing. And, and so she posted the blog up and it got shared like hundreds of times. And then it wound up on some news feed and, and then ABC news picked it up and they reached out and they're like, Hey, we want to interview you for abcnews.com. And I was like, Holy crap. All right, that's <laughs> fine. Then I interviewed with them and then Fox news reached out in Phoenix and they're like, Hey, we want to interview you live on the, on, on our show. So like I called in from Texas, they interviewed me live. It was totally crazy. I'm getting calls from clients because I have clients all over the country and they're like reaching out. They're like, why the hell is my Cutco guy on the news? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, this is amazing. And, um, and then I just kind of kept doing that and sharing, you know, on more stages. And, and uh, you know, one of the fun things that I've done is something that are called communal gratitude experiences. So a lot of times, you know, after people hear about the story, they're like, you know, they want to start writing more thank you cards. And so I've done some really cool things at a conference where I've had entire groups of people writing thank you cards to somebody and will literally at one event write like, you know, three to 500 to a thousand thank you cards. It's really crazy. And it creates a huge buzz. And um, that happened at an event that I was speaking at in San Diego. And someone had, was also had spoken at a TED conference and they called TED and they're like, hey, you got to have this guy named John Israel on. He's doing this crazy stuff with thank you cards. Never seen anything like it. And we feel it's really relevant to TED. And then that got me on the TED stage. And it, it's just so a lot of it is honestly, man, it's just having been committed to the craft of 
storytelling and just sharing some of the examples of what happened have allowed for the story to stick with a lot of people. And then I've just been very fortunate that those people have been connected in very unique ways. And it's just opened a lot of doors. So that's kind of where it is now. And so we built out MrThankYou.com because someone was like, dude, you got to keep track of all these thank you cards that you're inspiring. So um, that's why we built out the website. You can literally go there. If you if you start writing thank you cards, you can create a free profile and log the cards that you've written. It's really cool because if you see it, there's like a global gratitude map of all the cards we've inspired around the world. And we give everyone their own personal gratitude map. You kind of have to see it to understand, but it's, uh, it's really interactive. There's nothing like it that exists. And so we're kind of building this thing that now we're attracting a lot of people who have a high value and gratitude. And it's kind of interesting that as we're building this community of users and followers that, you know, at this point, at this second, we don't have a product we're selling them. I have my book, but we're going to find a very easy way that as we're building this community of people who care about this mission and care about this message of expressing more gratitude, that it's going to be really easy for us to, you know, bring in like, hey, here's some thank you cards that you can buy directly from Mr. Thank You. Or, hey, here's some uh, here's some gratitude journals that you can purchase or whatever. We can even invite, you know, some other partnership from other companies. You know, I I just spoke at the National Stationery Conference in New York City uh, about three weeks ago. And so, you know, I met the people who run Hallmark and the people who run Papyrus. And and so it's interesting to create those relationships because what we're doing, no one is doing in the industry. So we're kind of a unique anomaly that everyone's like, I don't know what to think about these guys yet, but they're doing some interesting stuff at Mr. Thank You. So we're, I don't consider us like a disruptor. We're not trying to, you know, hurt anyone's business, but we are definitely coming in there to have a big impact on that industry and really on the world. So we'll move on kind of and finish up with some uh, rapid fire questions. You have a full-time sales job mm-hmm. and you know, you've have longevity at, at this company that means a lot to you. But then you also have this side gig, this side hustle that has become really big and successful. And that probably takes a lot of your time. What does your average day look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I tend to do things more in chunks. So I will have, um, you know, like I had a super busy work week last week, and I did I did nothing for Mr. Thank You. Like I handled a couple emails, but I did nothing aggressively pursuing it. This week, you know, we just launched the book, so I am like on the phone calling, you know, all my contacts, clients, people to buy bulk orders of books because it's a great giveaway. It's really designed to be an excellent book to give away to somebody to make a good connection. And so I honestly, I compartmentalize it. I mean, that's how I wrote the book is I was lit. I would hustle and work really hard. And again, I'm a hundred percent commissioned. So I'd make all my money and then I would take like two weeks off and I would just write for two weeks and then I would come back. And, you know, sometimes I would do that for maybe just three days in a row I would write and then I would come back and work for four days. So, um, that's, that's pretty much how I've been able to, to balance it. So it's usually like I'm focusing on one thing, you know, per day. So what's one thing that you want people to think about when they think about your brand? What I want people to think about when they hear Mr. Thank You or come in contact with it is altruism, which is just the, the pure desire to do good things for people. And that's what our brand is. You know, we're not you know, we are building products, we are building things that we will sell. But at the end of the day, we're about elevating gratitude on the planet. If people buy thank you cards from us or they buy them from some other company, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But if they hear our message and they decide to make, you know, gratitude a habit, you know, I feel that we're really unique and that that's what we're committed to above all else. And I believe inside of that, we're going to sell a lot of product as soon as we bring it to market because people get that that's what we're committed to. We're committed to the mission and the message of elevating gratitude on the planet one card at a time. 
your brand's pretty amazing. It's like, you know, this is reverse engineering at its finest. You've created a brand and a message and then like really the product is secondary, which the product will carry the brand and message further. But it's amazing how, you know, you're building a strong brand and message minus the product. But that obviously there is a groundswell for that product. And that's just really cool. Um, who has influenced you? Who's one of your personal favorites when it comes to branding or just uh, messaging? Interesting question. Who are my favorites when it comes to branding and messaging? I mean, I'm a bit, I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan um, with respect to he's just very much himself. And I think that when people come in contact with me, um, what they get and what I really hope they get is that I'm not this just gratitude guy who like sits on a pillow all day and just thinks <laughs> about what he's grateful for. Like I am a normal guy who has a job and a business that he runs and I have traffic just like everybody else. I have breakdowns. My kids still poop in their diapers like every other kid. Like my life is not better or different than everyone else for the, the traditional respect. Yet at the same time with all that, I do what I do. And, and that's what I want people to get, because I'm not saying that you shouldn't deal with pain, that you that life is just going to be rosy and dandy when you start becoming committed to gratitude. And that's what I, a really big thing I think people will pick up in the book is I actually have a whole section about emotional management and gratitude and how what it was like that was so powerful was not just being grateful every day, but the experience of what it was like having to deal with life as it was and still uh, write my thank you cards. So, you know, I would say Gary Vee is very authentic as he is. So you've kind of had unique, I mean, you're not alone in, in just kind of a firestorm of word of mouth um, spreading your brand and your message. But um, outside of the word of mouth marketing your brand, if you had a million dollars, where would you advise or if someone else had a million dollars to spend on marketing, where would you advise that they put their resources to when it comes to spreading their message? That's really, it's an interesting question. And I think that's going to depend on a few things where, I mean, in general, a lot of people I see are just crushing with Facebook ads. Uh, I mean, they're just, you know, that that's a really simple location. Um, for me, in my style of like who I am is I'm all about platform. Like what is the platform that I stand on to create the impact that I'm going to create? And so for me, knowing that my platform was important it was really important to have a, a kick-ass website. So I spent a bunch of my own money to build this website that was consistent with my brand, that was unique and really shared our story. And I think that's key is that whatever you do, whether it be a speech that you create or you know, even if you pay someone to help you create a speech or create your ads or whatever, that you get great at telling the brand's story. Like, where did you come from? Who are you? Who do you represent in the world? And just speak that message loud and clear so that when people hear it, that they raise their hand and say, me too, like, I feel the same way. You are totally solving mm -hmm. a problem that I have. And so whatever way that you can get that conveyed to your prospects, that's where you should put your money. And so for me, you know, I've spent a lot of money, like really crafting my speech making and, and my storytelling, because for me, like that's, I, I'm much better on a podcast and on a stage than I am in, you know, creating a Facebook ad. Um, that's not really our model. We might one day, but it, it just says it's not what we're, how we're going to do it. But for some people, I mean, I see some brilliant ads on Instagram that tell a story very fast in like five to 10 seconds. 
And so whatever people need to do to be able to find what their story is, number one, and two, how to tell it concisely so that people get it. I mean, that's really where I think people should put their money. What's the best uh, wisdom advice that you've that you've received in business in general? Uh, it's kind of funny because I would actually I'm going to give a piece of advice that I'm not taking, but I'm taking and it'll make sense, which is lead with revenue. You know, I have a good friend named Hal Elrod and Hal's the founder of the Miracle Morning and uh, really amazing best-selling self-published book. The guy crushes it in life. And when he was kind of on his rise with that, we were, you know, we were, I was hanging out at his house and he was telling me, he's like, you know, cause he knew I was kind of starting to build this brand and this Mr. Thank you thing. He's like, the one thing I can tell you is lead with revenue, pay attention to your cash flow. Like you're making good money at your other job. Like don't just drop that and say, I'm throwing everything into this one basket. And he says, because what happens is when you start making, when you start doing that, you will whine, if you don't pay attention to cash flow, you will start making decisions that will compromise the values of what you're building. And that really stuck with me. And so while, you know, had I dropped everything and just dumped it all into Mr. Thank You, like maybe we would be going a little faster. I'm kind of okay knowing that, yeah, I'm not putting any effort into the brand this week because I got to work to make money. And I'm okay with that because I know that what we're building has the potential to, yes, make a lot of money, but really be something that I I'm proud of that I've brought to the world. And so leading with revenue, being aware of cash flow um, is really key because as soon as you ignore that, I mean, that's the reason that most businesses fail. They just run out of cash. So, uh, you know, I'm all about the side hustle. You know, I have probably about four different ways that I make money and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to be. And I'm clear that I'm doing it all right now for Mr. Thank you to support my family, but also to really launch this brand and give it the shot that it has in the marketplace. So last question, fun question to end it. Because we love podcasts, um, what's your favorite podcast right now? My favorite podcast? I've been listening to a lot of Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. Um, I feel that he talks a lot about things that ultimately we're building out. And I feel he's got some interesting guests that cover a dynamic range of marketing and, and what's out there. So I really love his. And I'm also becoming a big fan of, on a totally different note of Rich Roll. Um, but he's a author of uh, Finding Ultra. And he's a, he's basically a vegan triathlete. And he's got this crazy story. And he's just really inspiring. I just finished his book. So I'm really getting into his stuff and his podcast. Well, John, thanks for joining us today. Where can we interact with you and, and hear more um, about uh, where Mr. Thank You's going. Absolutely. So the simplest way is to go to MrThankYou.com. Um, I actually have something I'm, you know, I give away for free. It's a 30-day challenge. Um, a lot of people who hear about this, you know, they say like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to write five cards every day for a year. And my answer is like, don't. <laughs> like, it's really hard. Like, you don't have <laughs> to do that to get value. Um, so I think, honestly, a 30-day challenge is, is great. You know, you don't even have to write five a day. Just write one a day for 30 days. So if you go to MrThankYou.com slash 30, just the, the number is three zero, Mr. Thank you slash 30. Uh, there's a free download, put in your email, you'll get that. And then we'll just stay in touch with you. Uh, I've got my Facebook page. Uh, you just look up Mr. Thank you um, on Facebook. And also my Instagram is my handle is the Mr. Thank you. That's it, man. Thanks for downloading the pivot. Download and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play to hear all of our entrepreneurial conversations. 